0: Discussed. David Bazaar, Brent E. and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management LLC, a Pennsylvania state registered investment advisor. Office headquarters located in Fort Washington and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings at Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Now
1: on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, WPHD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Thrive Retirement Roadmap Show with your host, David Bazar, Karen Bazar, and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management. They know that the road to a successful retirement is paved with consistent care and a commitment to guide the families they serve. David and Brett are co-authors of the book, Roadmap to Retirement, Navigating Your Way to Peace of Mind. The Thrive team has been recognized by Suburban Life magazine and Philadelphia magazine as one of the area's top wealth management firms. They've been featured in numerous publications such as The Wall Street Journal, CBS News, Fox, NBC, and ABC as well. But their greatest accomplishment yet is their ability to talk to people just like you about living out their dreams in retirement. Their phone is always open at 800 516 5861 or visit thrivefinancialservices.com. Now, here's David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause.
2: And a good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome into Roadmap to Retirement the radio show on talk radio 1210 WPHT the gang is all here everybody uh, is back in studio for the broadcast uh, on Saturday and I say that David because I threw a curveball at the audience last week uh, following uh, the big tax summit up in Plymouth meeting Um, we used last Saturday's uh, live show on 1210 to replay and give some of the listening audience a chance, as you know, to eavesdrop in to some of uh, the content uh, that was covered at that uh, tax Summit. It really was a spectacular night in Plymouth. Meeting. It was great to meet a lot of the listeners and and some people that were out for the event. So we used last Saturday to share it. Uh, now we get everybody back to roll on here in October.
3: Yeah, I thought that was a great thing to do. Give people a little peek in on um, the content. Uh, Marty did a fantastic job we've got you know the one thing is a great kind of litmus test is you know do people just run for the doors when the seminar is over or do they mull around and ask you know so we had a packed house Um, we even had the hotel kind of you know, kind of wink, winking at us like it's time to you know start wrapping up. So that was great, and the feedback was phenomenal. I think the con- you know again the content was incredible. People walked out really learning a lot, like we
2: promised. Yeah, no doubt about that. I I, I would go as far as to say I would add an exclamation point uh, to that, putting me in the category of learning a lot. The co- the conversation um, was, guess what I would say, a deep dive. But it was it was e. It was easy to consume and process. I thought Marty did do an excellent job with the delivery of it.
3: Yeah, and that's the sign of a a great educator. I mean, Marty's background is an actuary and he's been a CEO of insurance companies and things of that sort. So this was a new concept for a lot of people. But people said, you know what, I think that works for me want to talk more about it so uh, we scheduled a number of consultations from that so we're looking forward uh, you know we did some this week and we've got a whole bunch more coming up the week after that uh, that could be great you know it's a real way to mitigate some of the required minimum distribution risk on retirement plans so uh, we'll cover a little bit more about that
2: we've got a great show lined up for everyone brett i thought you did a fantastic job in the uh, introduction and kicking everything off uh at the event um in terms of how you laid everything out. You certainly had a little bit better. You certainly warmed the crowd up a little bit with some of your humor, and it was nice to be able to see that from a numbers guy. Well done on your part. I appreciate that. (laughs) Again, when
4: you start talking about what people call our dry conversations, whether it's life insurance or taxes or a number of topics, again, um, whether it's, uh, on a weekly basis with, uh, David and I doing the workshops or again, when we're fortunate enough to have a national speaker come in, like, uh, Marty Ruby, bringing a little bit of humor to the conversation, um, definitely helps, but, uh, yeah, we're excited. Um, The conversations, the feedback that we had, I'd never heard number 7702 emailed to me more than in my life of 22 years now being in this business. And it's like, wow, people were listening, reading Marty's book within 24 to 48 hours and leaving there. So we know the impact. And we had some people that had never heard of or saw Thrive before. We had some people that did come in, um, but maybe uh, never became clients, as we said. Had no obligation. Again, get that complimentary Thrive Retirement Roadmap review. And it's amazing how many of those folks came out that night saying, whoa, guys, we never talked about this before. Maybe it's uh, necessary to start taking the next steps. And again, life changes. Just because we met with you two, three years ago doesn't mean things have changed from a Congress standpoint, from a tax standpoint. Again, it's why our job is as educators and advocates in the community is to share that information and pay it forward.
2: When we come back after the break, you'll kick us off as you always do. What's on uh, agenda for for our conversation?
4: Yeah. Again, Marty talked about the big five, talking about the IUL. Again, that's what he talked about that evening. But I want to really emphasize one of them that he really brought out, which was called the power of indexing. So I want to talk about that a little bit um, this morning and just talking about the impact and the whys and how it's so important.
2: All right. Good stuff. We'll get to that after our first break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Karen is fully, fully prepared uh, for our segment today. Hello, Karen. How are you?
5: Good morning. I'm awesome. How are you? I'm
2: well. Thank you for asking as well. What's on tap? What's on your agenda um, for today? We're
5: gonna, I'm going to get on my high horse a little bit and talk about specific challenges and strategies for women when it comes to planning for their financial retirement or financial future
2: all right good stuff we will listen since you're on the high horse we will listen very intently. <laughs> what does that mean i'm not sure what it yeah, means I, it means she's going to speak from i'm
5: speaking from uh,
2: above the high. crowd yeah i'm <laughs> a,
5: look, reaching out to the crowd
2: wow she, she's above the crowd she's it, reaching out
5: it's slang for soapbox how about that
2: Fair okay. enough. Getting we'll soapbox. All right, we'll take it. We'll look forward to uh, that, Karen. Nice to have you uh, back with us, well. And David, I turn to you. I know you have a topic. You know, it's an amazing thing, David. We constantly are bombarded with uh, news articles and stories and information. One I was going to send around to everybody that I picked up from Forbes uh, a few days uh, a few days ago. The Mega Roth: an interesting twist for super savers under the proposed new Secure Act. So I want to put that on the bookshelf, uh, and hopefully we'll get an opportunity in one of the upcoming shows uh, to dive into that. I bring it up just because the point being there is so much information out there, and we have to be able to process it and understand it.
3: Yeah, and it's one of the things that I try to um, always propose to people that we meet with is just don't settle. Right? There's so much information out there. There's so much to learn. Um, you know, We get to visit, each one of us, Brett, Karen, myself, probably visits with somewhere between 12 and 15 new people on a weekly appointment basis. Right? So these are people who either came out to a workshop, they got referred in, they heard us on the radio, and they come in and visit with us. And you know, the luxury that we get here at Thrive is we see everything. And the interesting comment that I have related to that, as much as we see everything, 95% of it's all the same. It's all the same, right? People have been conditioned conventionally to do certain things a certain way with their money throughout retirement. And because of that, they may be shorting themselves from a chance to really optimize everything, whether it's investment, taxes, longevity, safety, whatever, So I just really encourage our audience to stay students, right? Just like we do, right? We're always looking. We're always trying to learn more. We're always trying to figure out how can we make people's lives more secure? Uh, How can they have better prosperity? And that comes from things like you just said, Joe, finding an article in there for super savers. Well, I didn't know I could do that. Maybe you can once the SECURE Act is, and maybe that's something that should be applied. So today, um, my topic, I'm going to talk about some of the actual costly mistakes that people make in retirement. You know, we wrote a best-selling book on Amazon um, called Navigating Your Way to Peace of Mind, uh, The Roadmap to Retirement. People can get that on Amazon. I think Kindle and paperback and all that and all the proceeds for that book go to a charity called org. But people asked us about the book, and what I tell people is we wrote... A book about what not to do. There's so many how-to books out there. We actually flipped it around and wrote it it. around. Yeah, go right to the point and say, just don't do this and you're going to be fine. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that today.
2: Wow, good stuff. Great stuff. Go to uh, thrivefinancialservices.com to get an inside track uh, on that book. You'll also find information for the two upcoming workshops. That will be the 15th and the 16th of October. I'll give you that information, when, where. Uh, and why you should attend uh, after the first commercial break right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, back in a moment (music) Two workshops coming up on the 15th and the 16th of October, Taxes in Retirement Uh, on the 15th uh, it is going to be at the Monroe Library in Williamstown correct, for the 15th and then The next uh, day will be uh, at the Horsham Public Library on the 16th, so back-to-back on the 15th and the 16th of October, more details. And also to get registered, go to thrivefinancialservices.com and Brett, they're complimentary. Um, and here's what I can emphatically guarantee. I've said it before. You will leave more, uh, with more, more, knowing more than when you arrived. That's a guarantee. Uh, just ask me, I left that summit. My head was spinning, uh, in a good way.
4: You know, Krause, it's, it's what we do again. It's, it's again, people are missing that filet mignon and a glass of red wine, uh, people in our industry having these events and again our job is just simply be an educator and an advocator um and an advocate pardon me um to the community again if and it's what i always share during our workshop saying hey if there's one or two things that you might be able to pick out tonight whether you choose to ever meet us or not so that you can make a better decision for the rest of your life, then we, we did our job that evening. So uh, to your point, Krause. And
2: you know what I would just add to close on that? When I say spinning, I don't mean in a negative way. I mean I'm I'm processing and trying to apply right. what I learned right. to my life. And if you can do that, that will force forward lots of questions.
4: Yeah, we had sound people there like, oh, my gosh, my mom just retired. I took notes for her to uh, come in and sit with you guys. So, so anyhow, I want to make uh, – Really want to emphasize and drive home one of the co- conversations that Marty had uh, driven home about one of the uh, the big five on his solution that he shared that night, and again, so many times during our our normal workshops that David and I are conducting, Crousey, with the comment is made: most of you in the room have all the assets that you're going to need for the rest of your life. The challenge is just to ensure that we take greed out of the equation and make sure we don't lose. So again. It doesn't mean we need to put the money under the mattress, but we need to be smart with trying to find value on conservative investments. And, again, we share with people this thing called the perfect storm, realizing where interest rates were back in the 70s and 80s and having to remember and remind people, hey, you're not retiring when your parents were retiring at the end of the day. Today, it's a new normal. Again, when we're talking about trying to find a five-year CD at 2.5% versus going back into the 80s where you could go get a, I remember my first day in banking – Young lady had a CD from 1979 making 18%. That seems like forever. And it was forever ago. So it's not right. Yeah. (laughs) So there was no risk. She had a CD guaranteed 18% from a big bank. But again, those days are gone. So, and and it falls in line with some of the people that that I personally have seen people have come in for that complimentary Thrive retirement uh, review who you see it, they understand that they have all the money they need. But yet I start seeing where they're putting their monies and you're seeing them It's at like 0.5% and 1%. And then they have a very conservative portfolio with an advisor who might be trying. We just saw one last week. Somebody was in a fixed income bond like account where they were paying almost one and a half percent to have their manager managing the money. And then the hidden cost, the hidden cost, again, if there's one thing that drives us up a wall or hidden cost that people are not aware of where they're paying a little over 1%, again, 1%. So you start adding that together, 2.5% on something that they're getting a 2.5% in interest from the bonds. It equals zero at the end of the day. So when you start talking about interest and inflation and how all those things tie in together, but Marty brought up a point the other night talking about the power of indexing. And I just want to speak about that a little bit. He went through, just talking about what has become the new normal, realizing that we see a bear market, meaning the markets go up and the markets go down. So bear market, talking about when the markets go down. That since the turn of the century or the millennium, whatever you want to call it, since the year 2000, we've seen two downward markets, which is normal. Every eight to 10 years, you go back in history, we always see markets correct themselves. And a lot of people speak uh, right now that maybe – We're at that time period again. We've now, since the March of 2009, so now almost 10 and a half years, we've seen essentially an upward market. So one of the questions that Marty had asked that night, including dividend reinvestment, he asked asked a question in the room that night. What is the average percentage that the S&P 500 has returned from January 1st of 2000 through December 31st of 2018 and you saw the hands going up and people were saying eights and nines again historically the market's up eight to ten percent every year and then the answer came out four point eight six percent four point eight six percent And he told that great story that night about the couple going to arizona and always looking at the gas gauge and I'm not going to go through that tonight because of the long story but it was a very impactful story of Is it worth the ups and downs of the markets where you're getting that sick stomach feeling just to go out there and get 4.86 percent? And that's where he brought up the concept of the power of indexing. And again, the people that whether they're on the heartache of getting the ups and downs or they're saying, you know what? I understand what you guys are saying, David and Brett, like, oh, my gosh, like that money's put away conservatively, but I'm only getting two percent. But it's 2% better than the ups and downs. I don't know. So a lot of times we're sharing with people, how do you maximize the conservative side of your portfolio? So that means how do we get the most upside, but also being conscious of fees, because fees can be the number one way that can erode your overall returns, especially when we're talking about a conservative nature as well. So let's talk about the, the power of indexing. And again, Marty talked about that index universal life solution the evening of, uh, of September 25th. So he used an example of 11%, and we'll use that here tonight. So what the power of indexing mean is the following. And let's just talk about the plain Jane S&P 500 again. S&P 500, 500 largest stocks in the United States. And when you hear, hey, did the market go up or did the market go down? Again, it's the biggest, broadest index um, that we utilize as a general talking about the economy overall. So when we talk about the S&P 500, and let's say in a given year, we're going to use that cap that I said of 11%. So when the S&P 500 goes up, let's say 5%. Well, if you're in talking about that indexing, the power of indexing, again, there's a bunch of solutions out there that use this indexing feature is, okay, if the market goes up 5%, I get 5%. The market goes up 10%, I get 10%. If the market goes up 20%, I get 11%. That's where that cap comes in that Marty was speaking about that night. So again, when the markets go up, Conservatively, we're going to get those same numbers. When they go up really good, we're going to have a cap. Is there anything wrong with 11%, Krause?
2: Sound like there's anything wrong with that at
4: all. Especially since the last 18 years, we've talked about 4.86%. But here's the trade-off and why it's so important. We talked about 5 gets 5, 10 gets 10, 20 gets 11. But when the market goes down 38% like it did in 2008, you get a zero. means you didn't make anything, but more importantly, you lost nothing. And in fact, you go back over time and you look at when some of the most biggest up years in the market, it normally happens just after the market collapsed. Go look at the 12 months after uh, March of 2009. Go look at um, the 12 months that happened coming out of the bottom of the 2001-02 correction. You see gigantic ups, So the idea is, let's say I put in, say at $100,000, I got 5%. We went up to 105, okay? Then let's say next year the market went up 10%. I'm just trying to do some quick math here, Krause. Now I'm at like 116. Then the market goes down 40%. Not only is my principal protected, but actually my gains that I had each and every year. Because what works with something called the power of indexing, is the power of annual reset. And what that means is the 100 went to 105, then it went to 116. So each and every year works independent of the next. So whatever our gains are each and every year, that becomes our new floor. Cannot go back below that number. Not our principal, the new floor. So that when the market goes down 40%, instead of me going, From 116 down to quick math, I don't know, sixty-eight thousand dollars, for example. No, 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 no. I stayed at 116. Mm -hmm. But let's say the S and P 500 went from three thousand-ish, like where we're at today, down to 1800. That's a forty percent reduction on the index. Well, what's going to happen the next year? Well, my hundred that grew to 105, and then the 116 that stayed flat at 116 when the market got rocked. Where if I had it exposed into the market. It would have gone all the way down to $68,000. No, 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 no. They stayed flat at 116. So let's say the market the following year goes up 30%. Well, I'm going to make my number easy. Let's call it 70. Let's say instead of 68, it was 70. Well, if I had my money in the market and it was at $70,000 and it went up 30%, well, my 70 is now back to 91. But yet, if I had my 116, even though the market was, uh, went up 30%, what's the cap? The cap was 11. Well, now I'm getting an 11% growth off of the 116. So the 116. Now all of a sudden, again, doing some quick math again, uh, just call 128 thousand dollars. Guess what? Your agenda just went away because when the market went down, you lost nothing. But when the market came up, you're able to capture some of that. Again, we talk about it, it's almost it's it's the un-American way, but it's almost become the new normal as people feel like the new winning is not losing at the end of the day. And that's what it is. If we can just reduce the impact of the downs, we win. And that's why I love what Marty shared that night. Does the 128 become the new? That's the new floor.
2: That's the new floor.
4: That's the new floor. floor. And that's why I love what Marty shared with us that night. He didn't have that freak factor. And what I call freak factor, you get so many people on the radio, on TV. They say, all your money needs to be here. No. He talked about balance between an overall portfolio But when you introduce that power of indexing, and we're big believers of it, we're also big believers of the market, but diversification. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's what it's all about. So whether you'd like to come up to one of our uh, upcoming workshops on the 15th or 16th at either the Monroe Library or the Horsham Library, um, whether you want to visit us here at the office, or you can just simply call in 1-800-516-5861. Um, we'd love the opportunity to just share these different ideas and all these different things that we're talking about on a weekly basis and again when we have these national speakers here, Krause.
2: Yeah, really good stuff, Brett. Thank you so much for that uh, segment. Uh, ThriveFinancialServices.com is where you'll find event information about taxes in retirement on the 15th and the 16th of October the next two workshops following today's radio show. We'll get to a commercial break. On the other side Karen is already standing on the soapbox, looking <laughs> down at all of us. <laughs> we'll do that when we come back. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We begin your weekend, we begin every weekend, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Karen, right to you. I want to give you as much time as I can. Uh, to stand on that soapbox and deliver the message.
5: That's How so are funny. You? I should have never said that. No, <laughs> I'm never going to live that one down because if you know me and you do, that's like the farthest part of my personality. But uh, I couldn't think of a better way to say it. But, but um, Well, the
2: information is important. <clears throat> very, very important. Very yes. important.
5: And something that's very near and dear to my heart is um, helping women have a more secure retirement. And that's something... We focus on even when couples come in here together or when we see women coming in here by themselves. And I was recently, um, I was reading an article. There was um, uh, like a meeting, something hosted uh, recently, and they were talking particularly about women and wealth and their specific challenges and different strategies. And it struck a chord with me because when I was reading it, this is something we talk about all the time with our clients and it was just kind of – it was giving me the backup saying, yeah, we're doing the right thing and we're thinking the right thing. But if we could reach more women out there listening today, um, what we're going to talk about today is so important. And if you're a married couple, it's doubly important to me. Um, statistically speaking, we've talked about it before, but women will live longer than men. And uh, women reaching age 65 are expected to live on average. And I know Brett covers this a lot of time. He's the uh, – the numbers guy in our workshop, so to speak. Right, David? Sorry. Keep going. You're the personality sometimes. And now apparently he's the jokester now too. Uh-oh. Brett. Brett is. I'll volley that one back. <laughs> <early>. <laughs> but uh, two or more women tend to live two or more years longer than their male spouses. And then they may be forced to live with the financial decisions made by their husbands unless they get involved. And our goal here at Thrive is to get women involved in the financial decisions. So, you might be sitting there listening to the show now and say, like, well, why do I need to get involved? My husband takes care of everything. Understood. But among 65, among women who are, among Americans, excuse me, who are 65 and older, almost twice as many women as men are living with financial hardship. 68% of all the elderly poor are women. So uh, in the article, one of the common or something that is a, takes a big toll is long-term Care challenges and when you come sit down with us and we do the financial roadmap review that's one of the areas we talk about and a common problem with couples or people in general who don't have long term health care is because it, it's very expensive and yeah, i know
2: marty i know marty ruby in the workshop threw a number out there i think it was four hundred thousand. that's right uh, in terms of expected dollars that you may have to spend right for on medical that on medical yes right he
5: asked people if they had put that money aside and i think two people raised their hands out of all the people out in the audience if i remember or you
2: no, you're correct and marty was one who did not raise his hand right so so,
5: so speaking of that um Statistically, women live longer, and a common scenario is that hus- like the husband or their partner will become ill, and this then the woman will become the primary caretaker, and then it has an emotional toll on the woman, it has a physical toll, and it also has a financial toll. But if you can pre-plan for something before it becomes a disaster, that's what we We do here at Thrive Financial Services. So we'll sit down with you. We do what we call the Thrive Thrive, uh, Roadmap Retirement Review. And then we take a look at everything. And one of the areas we look at is, do you have long-term health care? Some people do. Some people don't. And there is a fix for that. And there are, and I'm not sure um, if people are familiar with this, but there are hybrid insurance products that also have long-term care built into them, and investment products that have long-term care, um, I would say, a a portion of it. So that's a way to help if you cannot plan for having a long-term care health insurance policy. Um, Yeah,
2: is it safe to say when you get to a certain point you think that long-term care is no longer an option? You just automatically assume that you can't get it? Because of cost prohibitive, well, or because of my because of my age, it's, and, not, it's no longer well, there. And some
5: people can't get it because of health issues already, right? Right. Right. So that's that's a problem all around. So that's something that we can take a look at when you come in. Normal. I've had. I've recently met with a woman who came to one of our workshops, and something that it's a real situation. She's dealing with it now on a monthly basis. Um, her husband was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and she you know she did the best she could with family help. but there comes a point where it's out of your hands and it's a very expensive cost on a monthly basis. And they have a decent amount of money saved up. They worked very hard all their lives, and they think they did the right thing. But one of her main concerns is what happens to me, When my husband passes away, who's going to take care of me? And will I have enough money to take care of myself if something were to happen to me? So that's something that we take a look at here at Thrive Financial Services. So if you're interested, 800-516-5861, give us a call. Take a look at our website. I encourage you to come on in. These are questions that we can help you answer. So instead of wondering what's going to happen, isn't it nice to know, yes, this is a plan, and we will let you know how things are going to work out.
2: Yeah, that's the one thing that is always stressed not only today uh, in your conversation, but David, you've said it many times, Brett has said it as well. um, When you have a plan, I mean, mean a real plan, not conversation about having a plan, but a real plan in place, you can see and navigate and put yourself in a better position um, to deal with what's going to come up. I, I, I think that's how I kind of feel oh, about it. Brings it brings
3: the certainty versus the uncertainty. Yeah, versus the
2: uncertainty. Yeah. Yes.
3: And again, we see, you know, the, and I keep saying this, but we, we have the luxury of being kind of a research center for our listening audience because we get to see so many of you. Mm-hmm. We hear all the different situations, all the different concerns, all of that. And um, you know, one of the things I can tell you we're extremely confident is that it's only about 1% or 2% of people that we see, and this is people somewhere between a half a million dollars of investable assets and $15 million of investable assets, uh, I'd say 1% to 2% have traditional long-term care insurance coverage. And when I ask why you don't, to the other 98%, it's too expensive. I'm not sure it's really going to ever pay a benefit. Like, what if I passed away in my sleep? I paid all of these premium dollars and I get no benefit for that. And then the escalating cost I did have it, but it just got too expensive. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, we hear from clients that are, um, you know, one of the biggest insurance carriers in the space who's a very troubled company right now, like they've had to have constant infusion of capital just to stay afloat. But they're sending statements out to their clients now where you have a couple of options, right? You can pay the increased premium, which is typically 15 to 20% increase over last year's dollars. You can stop paying for it. And if you have a long-term year need in the next four years, we'll cover it. But if it's after four years, there is no coverage. You can pay a reduced premium for a much lesser cut. Co- I mean, there's it's a little crazy what's going on mm-hmm. in the industry right now. So thankfully, um, a lot of the more traditional insurance carriers, the big names out there, have developed solutions that bring the long term care benefit, you know, feature. As an add-on to some other type of a, a sol- financial solution, whether it's an investment product uh, or an insurance product. So again, you know, it's keeping your mind open, um, making sure you know everything out there that is vulnerable, and then what solution can fill and fix that vulnerability. And I think if you stay that type of a student, uh, you can live completely a life of security and prosperity.
2: Good stuff. Karen, yep.
5: last word. Yep, definitely. Uh, statistically speaking, uh, women are going to live longer. So either through uh widowhood or through uh, a divorce, you're going to be responsible as a couple at one point, most likely for your own finances. So definitely pay attention. And this is a Really important areas of long-term care.
2: And if my experience tells me anything, uh, women certainly will be methodical about the plan once they're open to formulating the plan. And we're here.
5: We're here to help you every step of the way.
2: Very good. Well done. Nice job, Karen. Uh, We'll get to a commercial break here. Uh, on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Don't forget two workshops, one on the 15th, one on the 16th. Uh, One on the 15th is at the Monroe Library in Williamstown. On the 16th, it's at the Horsham Public Library. Uh, You can go to thrivefinancialservices.com and click on the event detail button. You'll get all the information back in a moment. Our final segment of the big show here on a Saturday on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Shout out to all members of the Thrive Army. It continues to grow uh, every week that we bring you a new show on this radio station. David, you started the program somewhere in our opening segment. You referenced Roadmap 2.0 retirement, navigating your way to peace of mind. In the break, I just went to uh, thrivefinancialservices.com and the book is there to download. You can actually do that. And I like what you said uh, in terms of the direction about the book. Here's things not to do. You follow these and you'll be okay, or at least you'll be in the structure of a plan to be okay. Pretty good stuff.
3: Yeah. I like keeping things simple. um, It's been one of my things. I just there's a lot of noise out there today, and, you know, you just try to kind of, for most people, can get easily overwhelmed, and I'm just always looking for that pinpoint that I can focus on, mm-hmm. and for me, you know, what not to do kind of makes things easier.
2: That's a Right. Great There's way to look so at it. So
3: much to do. Just don't do these. Yes. You know? that's good stuff. Um, if we get that to the Philadelphia sports teams, it might be <laughs> yeah, a good situation. Right, exactly. So Joe, you know, as always listening to Karen and Brett, and and as the show is progressing, you know, I think one of the things for our listening audience, the biggest challenge is to keep an open mind. Right? Is to keep an open mind to new possibilities, keep an open mind to things that break with traditional conventional wisdom. Um, because a lot of times it's those things, right? I've always said what's popular isn't always right, and what's right isn't always popular. And we really see that today. I mean, it's very, very apparent. But I'll, I'll also tell you what's kind of interesting. It's always been that way. It's always been that way. Mm-hmm. So do you, I, I doubt that you know, but I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask the, the people sitting here at the table. Do you know when the United States Patent Office was created? 1790.
4: Wow.
3: Okay. Now, patent office is for new ideas, right? If somebody's got a great new idea.
2: By the way, I should have known that answer. My son wants to be a patent attorney and is pushing along that way. So he would have known the he answer. He would have known that I didn't know the answer. Now right. you know. So now, now you know. can test them and yes. see how the see dollars are working what out. What was the answer again?
3: 1790. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Write that
5: down, Joe. Write it down.
3: Here's a better one. So in 1911, there were 1 million patents issued. Collectively, over the years from 1790 to 1911, one million patents were issued. Interesting, during 1911, three senators proposed a bill to Congress to eliminate the patent office. And their rationale, Joe, was that anything that was ever going to be created that was awesome— had already been created, and there would be nothing new from that point forward. So what do you say about that? Wow. Complete insanity. Yes. Right? I mean, look what's happened since 19- from 1911 to 2019. Wow. Just amazing. And again, what's going to happen in 2040 and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. But the idea that people have that you would close down because there probably, probably won't be any new things that come about that could benefit humankind. So I try to really always keep that when I talk to people, and they say, "Geez, I've never heard of this before," or "I've never seen this before." I ask them a I, I go through that story, and I said, "Is your patent office closed, or are you open to new ideas?" Right. So what Brett talked about with the indexed universal life, there are some people that will instantaneously shut down as that is a potential solution for their future, even though that indexing option will do a much better return over the long haul, um, they can't lose any principal, and they could potentially start distributing that money out in retirement tax-free, they're going to say, because they heard the word insurance, no way, no how is that an option for me. right? That, that I in insurance, that first letter, is like a huge I-beam, mm-hmm. right? An iron I-beam that people won't allow to be penetrated because they don't want, because somewhere, some stigma, some, somebody put into their head that anything to do with insurance is no good. Now, I had somebody I sat down with uh, Thursday. Very bright guy, CPA, loved him. We had a great conversation. We really hit it off. And we started talking about some different options. And as I was going through certain things, um, I said, you know, there are some potential solutions that we can really help you mitigate your required minimum distributions. He said, well, what are they? And I said, these are insurance related solutions. Yeah. I don't want to let's stop the conversation. I don't really want to talk anymore. And I covered this and he said, okay, well, at least listen. And after I was done explaining, he said, well, how come I've never heard of this before? I said, well, I'm not sure of why that, I don't know who you've spoken to. I don't know if you know your financial advisor thus far has just been solely focused on investment choices, um, but as holistic planners like we are here at Thrive, uh, we look at all solutions. We've got a huge bag of solutions that we can always reach down into to find the appropriate one to solve a situation that a client may have. So I say, as long as you keep your mind open, I will lay out not some of the facts, but I will lay out all of the facts. Mm -hmm. And after you deliberately review those, intensely review those, if you see reasons why it's not applicable for you, well, then I completely understand. If they're valid. But will you give me the permission that if I think that that's not a valid reason that I can still continue to educate you? And we agreed on it. We agreed. Now, now we go do the work, right? He's got to come up with what his objections are and i have to come up with why i think these things will be very good for them and then prove the math out to them and if it works for him god bless good i mean it's gonna be awesome and if not we're going to shake hands and remain friends we had a great conversation so my point again is just to stay open-minded don't close your patent office um so I want to discuss. I want to get to these mistakes that I typically people make. You know, typically see people making. So um, the first one that we see again is, is these words called required minimum distributions. We call them ticking tax bombs. Uh, these are the things that currently now the Secure Act may change the dates. But currently, when you turn age 70 and a half, you're required to take a distribution out of your tax-qualified plans, meaning monies that you've never paid taxes on, 401Ks, 403Bs, IRA accounts, so on and so forth. So the question I ask is, do you know how to calculate required minimum distributions across multiple accounts? Because we typically see people have three or four different tax-qualified plans. So they may have worked for a company, had a 401k, Uh, they left that company whether voluntarily or involuntarily. Uh, So when they left, they ended up taking that 401k, rolling it over into a self-directed IRA at Vanguard, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, something like that. So that's one. Maybe they regained employment, that company offered a 401k, they participated in it, Uh, haven't yet retired or just haven't gotten around to rolling it over, so there's two. And then, you know, a lot of people during the financial crisis in 2008 through 2009 got out of the stock market, took that money that was in stock markets and transferred it over to banks and credit unions, opened up IRA accounts at banks and credit unions for safety, money markets, savings, so on and so forth. So again, it's easy to see three or four. So you got to know how to distribute that money. Or if you make a mistake, what do you think the IRS does, Joe? They're going to assess a penalty. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to assess a penalty. Like if you take money out early from an IRA prior to age 59 and a half, you get a 10% early withdrawal penalty that you have to pay. Now, if you make a mistake not distributing the money correctly, meaning not taking out the appropriate mm-hmm. amount, too little. They don't mind when you take out too much. They mind when you take out too little. The penalty for that is a 50% penalty. Wow. Okay. So if you were supposed to take out 20,000 and you only took out 10,000, that's a $10,000 mistake. The penalty assessment against that's 50% or $5,000. So it's pretty important for people listening not to make a mistake. Now here's where the mistake typically gets made, Joe. If you've got four or five different accounts, and let's say some of those accounts are performing extraordinarily well, they're getting great rates of return, and then you have some other accounts that, you know, we call them dogs, right? They're just not performing really well. All right. Would it make sense to take the money from the better performing or take it from the lesser performing assets? And the answer I get at workshops overwhelmingly is leave the good assets alone and take it from the poor. And that's I would tell you from a strategy perspective, that is spot on. But here's the challenge can you do it? And the answer is maybe. And that's what confuses people. What do you mean maybe? You mean I can't take what I want from where I want? And the answer is you can't. There's rules. So if you have a 401k, you must make a distribution from that on an annual basis once you reach the age of 70 and a half. If you have IRAs, you don't have to make distributions from any particular one, but you got to come up with the right number. 401k's, 403b's, 401a's, 457 plans, IRAs, SEP IRAs, each one of those has a different set of distribution rules. If you don't if you own one of those but you don't know what the distribution rules, you can see how easy it is to make a mistake. So those are three things we just talked about mistake driven related to required minimum distributions.
2: Once the mistake is made, you own the mistake.
3: You own the mistake, there is a process to all of that. There's, you know, kind of an appeal thing, but it takes long. It's arduous. You're accruing interest as that's happening. The bottom line is learn how not to make the mistake. And we help you with that here in our analysis. One of the steps of the Retirement Roadmap Review is reviewing your portfolio for tax efficiency as
2: well as your future RMD distributions. Really good stuff today on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Don't forget two workshops, Taxes in Retirement, the 15th of October at the Monroe Library in Williamstown. Uh, The 16th will be at the Horsham Public Library, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Be sure to go to thrivefinancialservices.com and scroll down to the middle of the homepage. You'll see event detail click on the green button. You'll get all the information and you can get registered for the workshop. That's going to do it for our show this Saturday morning. We thank everybody as always for tuning in on behalf of David Bazaar and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam and all members of the Thrive Army. I'm Joe Krause. See you next week, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, a Jacob Media production.